You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 31 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. I know a very common financial planning strategy for a lot of pharmacists, especially households that have two full-time pharmacists working in them, is a backdoor Roth IRA strategy. And that is because usually when two pharmacists have full-time jobs, they end up making too much money where they exceed the threshold to be able to make standard, more traditional Roth IRA contributions. Because like most of you know, if you make too much money, the IRS does not allow you to make traditional contributions into Roth IRAs. And it might not just be dual pharmacist households. You may be a pharmacist with a spouse who works and has a really good job and earns a really good income, and you also may not be allowed to make traditional contributions into a Roth IRA. And that's where backdoor Roth IRA conversions come into play. But there is one peculiarity about backdoor Roth IRAs that you want to be aware of that specifically have to do with your tax return. And that is IRS Form 8606. And that form tracks your non-deductible IRA contributions for the life of that money being in an IRA account. And this is extremely important and we'll get into it in this episode. And we'll also talk about why between now and the end of the year, this may be something you're going to want to keep an eye on. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an action item step that I want you to go out and take so something like this doesn't affect you long term. So to start, again, I know a lot of you know what a backdoor Roth IRA is, but I just want to explain it again briefly so everybody out there is starting from the same page. So a backdoor Roth IRA is when you take money out of your checking, savings, money market account, I don't care where it's at, and you contribute that money into a traditional IRA. And this is where the backdoor side of it comes in. You have money in a traditional IRA because you earn too much to be allowed to put it into a traditional Roth IRA. So you put it in a just a traditional standard IRA account. And then after some time, I would actually recommend waiting a couple days or a couple weeks, you convert that money over to a Roth IRA. And that's where the backdoor part of it comes in. You don't go straight into the Roth IRA. You first put it into a traditional IRA and then you convert it into a Roth IRA. And where this gets a little confusing for some people is most are used to contributing to an IRA and then taking a deduction. So if you put money into an IRA, you can take a deduction and that money then gets taken off of the amount of money you owe tax on that year. So if you put $6,000 into an IRA, you can have a $6,000 deduction of your other income. And that just means it's $6,000 less of money that will be taxed at whatever federal income tax rates you're in that year. So that's the benefit of making a contribution into a traditional IRA. But for the backdoor Roth conversion, you want to make that traditional IRA contribution, but you don't want to take the deduction. Instead, you just want to take that money and convert it right over to a Roth because there is no income limit on conversions. There are income limits on contributions into a Roth, but as of now, there are no rules or income limits that 
will not allow somebody, regardless of how much money they make, to make a conversion into a Roth IRA. And the other important note, if you did make the deduction into the traditional IRA and then do the conversion, you would owe tax on all that money that you convert into the Roth IRA because you got the deduction on the front side of it. So if you don't take the deduction, you can just swing the money over into a Roth via conversion. There's no tax liability or penalty or anything like that. And you backdoor yourself into being able to put money into a Roth IRA. So that's the the quick and easy of what a backdoor Roth IRA is. Form 8606 is also important when it comes to this strategy. And what Form 8606 does, like I mentioned previously, is it is an additional form that gets filed with your 1040 and other tax documents each year. And because it's an additional form that gets filed, it means you're actually paying more money to your tax accountant or CPA in order to file your tax return if you pay somebody else to do that, which I always recommend. Is it something that needs to be there though? And that's where understanding how it works and how it gels with everything else you have going on in your financial life is extremely important. Now, non-deductible contributions into IRA accounts, and usually these non-deductible contributions into IRA accounts are for specifically the reason of doing a backdoor Roth conversion, sometimes don't get converted, or sometimes they're not non-deductible contributions into an IRA to do a Roth conversion to begin with. And that's where AD form 8606 comes in is it is a tax form that tracks the basis, the non-deductible portion of the contributions you put into an IRA. And this is important because you don't want to get all the way into retirement and then all the money you pull out of your IRA become taxable, even though some of that money was non-deductible to begin with. So you didn't get the tax benefit up front, but now you have to pay tax on the distribution of that money if you don't track the basis of that non-deductible contributions throughout the years. So the other important thing to remember is it's not just current year activity that counts. Form 8606 carries that basis throughout your life, throughout your taxable life, essentially. So if you made a non-deductible IRA contribution in, we'll say, 2015, and now it's 2021, you could not have made any more non-deductible IRA contributions from 2015 to 2021, and that form will still be filed every single year, Form 8606, because it tracks that basis and carries that basis over to the next year. So what's a common example of people who end up having to file a Form 8606, and how does that play into the backdoor Roth conversion strategy that a lot of people use? Well, we'll just assume that People who make all their non-deductible contributions into one IRA account, and then they have other deductible IRA accounts out there as well. So we'll just say somebody's got $10,000 of non-deductible IRA money in one IRA account, and they have $250,000 in the standard traditional IRA account, and that money has been deducted as it's been placed into that IRA. So a lot of people think, well, I have all my non-deductible IRA money in one account and my deductible, more traditional IRA money in another account. I should have no problems. The IRS should see that as being separate. And the reality is, is they don't see it as separate. They have specific aggregation rules that they take into an account. So they take all your IRA money and see it as one. So in this case, if you try to do a backdoor Roth conversion of some of that $10,000 that's in that non-deductible IRA account, we'll just say you try to do all $10,000 as far as a conversion into a Roth IRA, the IRS will see that 10,000 is part of the 250 that is deductible. 
So they'll take that 10,000 and they'll divide it by all your IRA money, which is 260,000. So 10,000 divided by 260,000 is roughly 3.8. So only 3.8% of that non-deductible IRA contribution will go into your Roth IRA via conversion in a non-taxable manner, which means everything over that 3.8%, which is the majority of it, will be converted over and will be seen as taxable in that year, which basically eliminates all the tax benefits of doing the conversion to begin with. And this is problematic because you can't distinguish non-deductible IRA money from traditional IRA money unless you can somehow separate it. And if you're able to do that and zero out your IRA accounts, then you're able to get rid of Form 8606 and you don't have to file it anymore and that's going to save you money every year on your taxes, most likely. So again, what can you do if you go through your tax returns and you see that you have Form 8606 and you want to do some sort of Roth conversion or backdoor Roth conversion or just get rid of that form because you're sick of filing it? Well, the first thing you can do is try to zero out all your IRA accounts. And you can do that in a couple of different ways. The first way is just do a lump sum withdrawal. Now, I wouldn't recommend this because all the traditional IRA money that you have, once it gets withdrawn, is going to be taxable to you in that year. And that could be a huge tax bill and a huge tax drag on the future value of that money. So that is an option, but I wouldn't recommend going that route. The next option, if it's available to you, would be moving their traditional deductible portion of your IRA accounts into an employer-sponsored retirement plan like a 401k. So you can actually separate your non-deductible IRA contributions and your traditional IRA deductible portion. And you can take that deductible portion if your 401k or your employer retirement plan allows you to roll that money into the 401k so all that's left in your IRAs are that non-deductible portion, which in our previous example was 10000 And then you can take that 10000 and do the conversion. And as long as you don't have any IRA balance on December 31st of the year that you make this move, you won't have any aggregation rule problems from a tax liability standpoint when you file your taxes next year. And that's really, really important to remember. The key is having a zero balance on December 31st in all your IRA accounts in order for that aggregation rule not to apply. So we'll walk you through a quick scenario. Let's just say that you're 62 years old and you're getting ready to retire and you have this 8606 form that's been filed for the last handful of years and you don't want it around anymore once you get to retirement and you just want to get rid of that non-deductible IRA money and move it somewhere else so you don't have to worry about filing that form anymore. Well, since you're not retired yet, you can, if your 401k allows or your other employer-sponsored retirement plan, whatever you have allows, you can take your traditional deductible portion of your IRAs and roll it into your 401k or employer-sponsored retirement plan. So all that is left is that non-deductible portion. You can take that non-deductible portion and convert it into a Roth if you want, or you can withdraw it. It's up to you. And now that that non-deductible portion of the IRAs is gone, you have a zero balance. All your IRAs have been distributed somewhere else, into the 401k or into a Roth IRA via conversion. Leave it that way until December 31st of the year. That means if you do it in January or February or March or in the early part of the year, don't make any more contributions into any IRAs that will have a balance or that will force you to have a balance on December 31st of that year. Once you hit December 31st and there's no balances in your IRAs, the IRS will consider you to have done everything you needed to do and they won't 
apply the aggregation rule on that conversion. The next year rolls around after December 31st. If you want and if you're allowed, you could take that money from your 401k and roll it back out if your 401k or employer-sponsored retirement plan allows you to do in-service distributions, and you can put it back into your IRA and away you go. You don't have to file that 8606 moving forward anymore after that point for that year and moving forward because all those non-deductible IRAs are out of your aggregate IRA holdings, essentially. So when it comes to a strategy like this, things can get pretty confusing. There are timelines you have to be aware of, and there are definitely steps you're going to want to take to make sure you do everything appropriately in the eyes of the IRS. So if you're listening to this podcast and you go, holy cow, I have Form 8606. I, You know what? I made contributions into an IRA, and then at the end of the year, something happened, and I wasn't allowed to make that deduction. So those non-deductible IRA dollars have been there for years and years and years, and I didn't even notice that that was a thing. And now all of a sudden you do notice it and you go, well, maybe there's something I should do about this. Work with a professional. Don't try to do this on your own because chances are if you've never heard of it before or have not been familiar with it, and then you go out and try to do it yourself, you could end up making a costly tax mistake. So when I say work with a professional, reach out to your CPA and get advice or guidance from them. Work with your financial planner. I know in my firm in PharmD Financial Planning, we do this sort of stuff for our clients all the time. So find a professional that can work in your best interest and help guide you as you try to unwind those non-deductible IRA contributions and as you try to get rid of Form 8606. So why is this important to do now more than ever as we go to the end of 2021? Well, because there has been language in the most recent proposed tax law changes that will eliminate the opportunity for you to make a conversion of non-deductible IRA money into a Roth, which means if you have that 8606, you could be stuck with it for a long period of time unless you just empty out those IRA accounts and withdraw the non-deductible portion. So if something like that were to come into law, it really limits the value of that non-deductible IRA money as far as where you're going to be able to put it. So now that we're getting to the end of the podcast, my action item for everybody listening is to go back through your tax return and look to see if you have Form 8606. And it's important to note, if you file a married filing jointly tax return, your spouse or you could each have one of those 8606 forms. So your spouse may have had one from before you got married or before you started filing joint tax returns, and that will continue to carry over. So it might not just be you, it could be your spouse that has one, but go back through your tax return and look to see if you have Form 8606. And if you do, reach out to that professional that you know or have worked with or find a professional that you trust and figure out what your options are to hopefully get rid of that Form 8606 and figure out what you want to do with that non-deductible IRA money, specifically as we move into the beginning of 2022, because the options of what you have available may be limited if some of those new tax law changes actually go into effect. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. That is farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com. We have actually got a lot of great topic ideas through the podcast at farmdfp.com email inbox. 
So if you have any ideas or things or topics you'd like to hear more about, email us there and we'll make sure to get it on our list. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.